When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on SENSA, welcome to Eagles Radio. For Normous Homes, build a better life and My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. It's Tuesday night, it's Eagles Radio time and we are back all thanks to My Money House. Get a financial health check Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au. We're live at Studio Limo. My name is Paul Bonzer. Alongside me, Luke Powell, legend of the club. Hello, mate. Uh, I'm back off the bench from injury. I'm, it's good to be back. You are, Bonzer, and it's great to have you back. I'm, I'm hoping me and Andy did a, uh, a good enough job for you last week. Yeah, I that's, gave you a pass. I gave good. you a pass, that's so that good. was good. Uh, now, on the show tonight, we have new recruit from the Bombers, Dylan Clark, after his first game. We'll have a chat to him very shortly. And we have another special guest who's in the studio. He's very quiet at the moment. But Annie Falkenberg from the women's team is here. Falkenberg, I've got to get that right. So uh, she's here with us and going to be part of the show for the first half hour. So welcome. And we can have, you can be part of the show as well with your calls. Call us on 1300 736 736. Or you can text us on 0427 154 166. Um, We'll also unfortunately talk about Saturday's loss to North yeah. Adelaide, a bit of a hiccup in the uh, back in the three peat, but uh, it's um, yeah, it's it's not the ideal start, but it's it's always round one, and we do need to remember we fin- we started three and three last year, so it's um, it takes a while to get going. Obviously, a lot of new players in and out of the side, so we'll be there, and I'm sure Jade will give them a kick up the bum. <laughs> All right, thanks to BCE and CJ Electrical, great supporters of the Woodville West Horns Football Club. On the line, we have new recruit Dylan Clark. Uh, Dylan, welcome to Eagles Radio. Cheers, Bon. Thanks for having me. Now, mate, uh, let's straight off the bat, what made you decide to come to the Eagles and come to the Sandville? Because I know there was more than one club chasing you. How did you end up at the Eagles? Um, yeah, I was never really sure where I was going to play my footy if it didn't work out at Essendon. Um, and it happened pretty quick kind of towards the end of February. And I spoke, um, yeah, to a couple about maybe coming over to Adelaide and seeing what it's like. Um, and, yeah, when I came over, I think getting a feel of, I guess, how passionate the supporters were for the sample in general and the strength of the competition, I was um, I was keen to come over and, and play. And then I think um, having a relationship with, with Machi definitely helped. And I was really impressed when I spoke with Shades um, and we get along really well. And, um, yeah, that's probably the, the two of the main reasons um, why I chose the Eagles. Now, you walked in the door reasonably late, as you said. Uh, where did you do your pre-season? Uh, I was at Essendon. Um, so when I got delisted, um, they offered me the chance to continue training um, in the hope of one of the SSP spots, um, which didn't go my way, but um, it did help me, I guess, have a, a good pre-season 
um, with an AFL club. Dylan, it's Paolo here, mate. Um, obviously, being a Victorian boy, not a lot of people know a little bit uh, about your footy and where you sort of started. Um, obviously, an Eastern Rangers boy, but um, just tell us a little bit about your footy journey uh, coming up through the junior ranks. Uh, yeah, awesome. Easy, Paolo. Um, yeah, I'm from Roval, which is a suburb kind of um, maybe 40 minutes southeast of um, Melbourne. Um, and I grew up out there and played footy just for a local team called Roval Hawks. Um, and then in year, when I was uh, when I was 16, um, I moved to Melbourne Grammar at the start of year 10. Um, so then I, from there, I kind of shared my football with with the school um, as well as Eastern Rangers. Um, and then, yeah, I was lucky enough to get drafted at the end of 2016 to Beautiful. Now, I, I just wanted a little bit of background on your um, backyard footy matches because your your brother obviously is uh, currently at um, Sydney. Uh, how were the battles uh, growing up? Yeah, probably, yeah, no, they were, they were good. Um, we played together, I think, for one year, um, and then kind of never played again until school footy, which was a lot of fun um, in Eastern Rangers. But yeah, we're both very definitely um, very competitive. Um, probably got a bit more heated playing basketball in the backyard, whereas footy probably just more kick it to each other. But um, yeah, it was definitely definitely good having someone, I guess, so close, uh, so close to me and Ryan that I guess we could kind of I could learn off him a little bit when he got into the system before me, but also just have someone um, that I could always have a kick of the footy with, and I guess um, probably just motivate me to keep, I guess, getting better. Just want to chat a little bit about your time at Essendon because you were there when the club went through an unusual change of coaches and from the outside it looked quite messy. What was it like inside the club with the change of coaches, Warsfold, uh, going over to truck? Um, yeah, it was a pretty tough year in general, 2020, I think, for all clubs um, with COVID um, and the hub. Um yeah, for for us, I think internally it it wasn't didn't have a huge factor, um, but I know I guess when we weren't playing great footy and we we're gonna look like we were gonna miss out on finals, um, I guess yeah, it got probably got spoken about a fair bit in the media. But um, I think for us, we all had a good understanding of I guess Wush's role compared to Truck's role, um, and they were both very good to play under and both brought I guess their own set of strengths. Um, to the club, so yeah, I think from a player's perspective, it, it wasn't it wasn't really anything different. I think the coaches' groups in general work as a collective so well now that they kind of rely on each other a fair bit, and it kind of just felt like um, yeah, we just had a good group of coaches. But in, yeah, it was a tough year. We didn't play great footy, so it probably just put a bit of um, put a bit of pressure on us in the media. Who's your biggest influence, Dylan, uh, at your time there at the club? Uh, obviously, head coach is always the main one, but there's often times that you find that it's a, an assistant coach or a development coach that uh, you feel uh, strongly connected to. Who was yours? Uh, mine was probably James Kelly. Um, so he, he was playing in 2017, my first year, uh, and then he went straight into, into development coaching uh, and kind of looked after the young midfield group um, so I had him for about three years, which was really good. Um, and then he, he left uh, at the beginning of 2021. Um, now he's at Geelong. So, um, but in terms of, I guess, 
I guess, had a lot to with James, especially early on when I was playing, I guess, my first game and, um, like, really trying to learn my craft. Um, I guess, I guess, learn the habits of being an AFL football. I think Cal was really good and uh, we, we stay in contact now. So, um, yeah, definitely, I think Cal. That's great. Now, mate, on to, obviously, the Eagles... Uh journey or the start of it how'd you find that you first hit out um in the sample competition and was it what you expected it to be and obviously barring the result how do you think it how do you think it went yeah i think it's a it's a really good standard i think the sample in general um i played a couple of the practice games against central and south but i think i think round one always lifts again um with the intensity i thought north adelaide were really good and they moved the ball really well um and yeah, just obviously we didn't play our best, um, and we we're obviously very disappointed. But I think um, Sheed was good yesterday in our review. We know what we have to work on, and um, we definitely haven't lost any belief um, of what we can achieve, and uh, I guess where how we think we can play our best footy. Um, but yeah, it was definitely disappointing on the weekend. But in, in terms of um, first sample hit out, it was. Um, it was, yeah, no opener in terms of, I guess, the intensity and the physicality of it. You mentioned the review there from Sheeds. Was there something or a couple of things that stood out in his review that he put towards the player and uh, to put towards the playing group and said, look, this is where we need to improve for next week? I think that the message around, I guess, what we can improve on is that it probably comes a lot around our mindset um, and that we believe is an easy fix. Like, I think we're we're all working towards the same thing. And I think we're, um, yeah, we're building towards that same goal. And I think, um, yeah, we're definitely not losing any belief about what we can achieve and what our best we looks like. Um, I just, yeah, just unfortunately on Saturday, uh, we weren't able to go out there and play the way we wanted to play. And um, I play credit to North Adelaide. They were really good on the day. Um, and it just felt like we were all, we're all a bit off. And um, I guess when that happens, it kind of gets a bit, contagious around the, the team and um, yeah I think we're really looking forward to Friday I guess to just getting out there and playing a really good strong brand of footy that we know we can It's a good thing about footy, uh, they're only a week away and you can redeem yourself and it should be a good game against Norwood on Friday night um, you, you mentioned Kobe much you're good mates with Kobe uh, what about your first Im- first impressions of the club in general, the atmosphere um, you know the CEO is it <laughs> Uh, is there is is it a yeah? Give us your first impressions without putting words in your mouth. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Like when I first came over, um, would have been over a month ago now. Um, I think yeah, I think Pally was a close contact. Uh, so I didn't meet Pally, um, but that's why um, I decided yeah. to come. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it went out. It was just meeting a few people at the club, like Sheed, and then we had a dinner that night. Um, and then the next night, Muchy organised a few of the boys, um, like Nida, Rory and, and Dane. We all got got some dinner. Um, it just felt like um, there was just a really strong culture and it sounded like it was a really fun environment at the same time. Um, they obviously been very successful the last few years and uh, I think they just come from probably the way they train and, I guess, the coaches and everything that kind of is in place of the club. So um, once I kind of came over and met everyone, yeah, I was, I was very happy to play for the Eagles. 
Now your living arrangements, mate. You've obviously uh, moved over. Uh, you uh, moved over last week with your uh, beautiful girlfriend Tanisha. Whereabouts are you living and uh, work-wise? What are you What are you doing? Yeah, so we we moved. Uh, we drove over last Monday, and then um, we just got the keys for a little unit in Glenelg, which has been good. Um, been like yeah, other than today, treated with some real nice weather, so it's kind of been good to explore a little bit. Um, get down to Brighton, but Tish, she started her job today, so she's in the city, and then um, I've just had a couple interviews and a few more secondary ones, um, but I'm kind of just staying busy with uni, um, but it would be, yeah, it'd be, it'd be good when I start working, um, just to um, have something, I guess, something else to do, um, and just have, a, I guess, better balance in terms of working and then training and playing footy. But it's been really good the last week, just settling in and, I guess, um, being able to meet meet a lot more lot more people from the club and just being able to explore Adelaide a little bit more. Mate, uh, obviously um, you've been in a unique situation about coming over so late and the dream of the AFL um, is still alive. What's, uh, what's your personal goals for this year, um, both... More so, probably individual. We know what the team goal will be, but um, yeah, individually, where, what what do you want to get out of the year, and where do you see it going? Uh, I think I, I think the decision to come over to sample, um, I guess after coming over was an easy one. I think that the strength of the competition um, was really appealing, and I wanted to come over and I guess test myself and um, I guess see where my crew lined up. I guess against other players over here, and I really wanted to play for a club like Woodville, who are building towards something really special, and hopefully get to be a part of that. Um, but just yeah, playing playing good footy, trying to be um, a really strong two-way runner, um, and then just working, I guess, being a bit more damaging in the forward half. But um, yeah, kind of just a few goals in terms of um, just trying to improve on a few things. But I think just the the lure of you know, something different in terms of the sample, um, being a more competitive and, I guess, mature um, league. And probably the VFL um, was really appealing. Um, and then just, yeah, even doing something different, like I'm a Melbourne boy moving over um, to a different state was really exciting. Mate, thanks for joining us. Uh, that's you done and dusted for your first radio interview on Eagles Radio. I'm sure we'll get you back later in the year. Look, it's a pleasure to have you at the club, and I'm sure you're going to thrill the fans throughout the rest of the season. Uh, Dylan Clark, thanks for joining us on Eagles Radio. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Pally. Have a good one. Cheers. Dylan Clark there. It's, in, it's impressive. Um, he speaks speaks very well and a pretty good footballer. It goes without saying, doesn't it? Yeah, Kelly? he does. We that was the one thing we got from all the the homework we done on him. It was um, the biggest thing to come out of it. It was a, a great character and it'd be awesome for your footy club. And um, yeah, it's it's already started to show. And Dylan was brought to us by BCE and CJ Electrical. Supporters of your electrical needs and the Woodville West Torrance Footy Club for more than 10 years. And they had a lot to do with the new lights, and we'll speak about that a bit later. Quarter time on the show here. When we come back, we've got the lady sitting right next to us being very quiet in the studio. Skipper of the women's team, Annie Falkenberg. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For enormous homes, build a better life. And My Money House, get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Eagles Radio, you're here with Paul Bonds and Luke Powell. 
And it's all thanks to Kirk Bright Seafood, from the ocean to them to you. And our very special guest, who's been sitting there very quietly for the first segment, uh, skipper of the women's team, Annie Falkenberg. Annie, welcome to Eagles Radio. Bonds, Powley, thanks for having me. Look, uh, now you, let's get straight into the women's women's group. It's been there's definitely been some development this year. You've I've seen the growth in the team. Have you felt that way on the inside? Yeah, definitely. Having um, Norelle come in this year, I guess the first thing she tried to instill in the playing group was the trademarks, um, not only of I guess the women's program, but how that extends to the club. And I think that's kind of guided us the whole way through the year so far. And I guess our commitment to those trademarks and how we want to be perceived on and off the field. Um, so that's been, I guess, we've always had really good values at the club, but I think really instilling them um, from the get-go and having that kind of feed through um, the young and up-and-coming girls as well of what our program's all about, um, I think has been, yeah, probably the biggest improvement I've seen so far. And you mentioned uh, Narelle just before mm. um, taking over. What's um, She's obviously from inside, you can tell the, um, the impact she's having on the group. Um, from a player's point of view, what's her biggest impact been and um, how quickly did that adapt from uh, previous coaches? Yeah, so Rel coming off, um, being the midfield coach for the um, Adelaide Crows women's team, obviously has a wealth of knowledge and experience under her belt. And um, coming from that, I guess, level, um, really, I guess, set the tone really on in our season, especially around our contest work and method and things like that, which, you know, a lot of the girls in the in the program haven't played footy their whole lives. So going back to, you know, that real con- contested footy and um, learning, I guess, the method in that has been um, one of the big differences this year. And obviously, Rel coaching the midfield at the highest level as well, um, sharing, I guess, what it takes to be at that level as well. Um, has been amazing Um, and just I guess the systems around um, how we play footy as well has been really consistent this year in her messaging Um, and yeah she's just she's got so much knowledge and so many connections and she's a really I guess respected member in the footy community so having her I guess as our head coach is um, a real privilege and it's been yeah great so far. Beautiful Um, obviously uh Disappointing loss last week against North Adelaide, just going down by four points. Um, mm. Probably goal kicking practice during the week, mm. I would think. But um, that, uh, it's obviously got to give a fair bit of confidence going into um, this week coming up against Norwood. Yeah, um, we've never beaten North as a side, and um, in the four years that we've been in the in the comp, so I think that was our closest margin that we've ever um, come to with North. So. I think as a group, we came off the field still extremely proud. And even in the in the rooms after, you know, Rel was just saying how proud she was of our group. And it is disappointing, um, but it probably hasn't been as disappointing as previous losses because we know just how strong of a side they are. And we really rattled them. And um, it was, yeah, it was still a good feeling coming off the ground, but it does give us confidence going into to other playing other teams. And, you know, knowing that um, we only lost by four points is also, I guess sends a message as well to the rest of the comp that we're just as competitive as the top side. So, um, yeah, definitely confidence in the group. I commentated the game with Narelle earlier, a few weeks ago now, and it was a North Adelaide game. And she said to me off air that they're clearly, in her mind, the best team in the women's competition. So to get as close as you did, and like uh, Pauly said, if you'd kick straight, um, you could have won the game and got the points. 
Um, you mentioned there about building confidence in the team. Do you think it's building some respect within the competition, the way you're playing this year? Yeah, 100%. That's something that probably in the past three years, that respect from the competition has been, I guess, at the forefront of my mind as well, coming into my fourth season and, you know, um, how the competition sees us. And I guess we want to be really feared this year. Um, one of our messages is actually, and trademarks, is to be feared. So I guess we're hoping that we're slowly building that. Um, you know, it may have taken a bit longer than we probably had expected it to this year, but I think even though the results aren't going our way, I think the message to the competition is that Eagles are a strong side and a competitive side each week. And, um, yeah, it's we're, we're kicking more goals this year. We're winning more footy. We've got more uncontested footy this year. So all those little things make us harder to play against and, we'll, you know, we'll get the wins eventually, yeah. Definitely will. I think it's becoming more and more evident that it's only little lapses here or there that sort mm. of letting things down. But yeah, I think we, you should be definitely proud of where, where the team's heading and uh, the direction it's going. But um, uh, before we get on to uh, a big milestone that happened um, <laughs> this week, personally for you, um, you had the privilege of playing under uh, the first team to play under lights at Woodville Oval. Um, how was it? And are they good enough? Otherwise I'm going to be in trouble if they're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was a surreal feeling and the sunset. I don't know if anyone saw it that night. It was just amazing. Like I remember just hanging out on the wing, just being like, oh my God, this was just an amazing night. And um, it playing night footy is just a different feeling in itself. And to be the first team, I guess, at Oval Avenue to do that. I don't know if they'd played previous matches there at no. all, but um, yeah, it was an amazing feeling and credit to the club for for getting all that in um, for, for the for the last bit of our season. We've got the rest of our home games there, but I think that was our only night game. So um, to get that opportunity this year um, was just amazing. And, yeah, to be the, the first team as well was unreal. I think they're bright enough, aren't they? And, Ellie? yes, they're bright I, enough. I think, <laughs> I think they're plenty bright enough. But you're right, that sunset was amazing. Mm. Pink sky, the brand-new lights. Uh, it was like a dream. All right, let's, let's get to the most important mm. thing that happened on the weekend – you kicked your second goal yes, I did. in your career. <laughs> Walk us through it. Oh, so I I was actually playing like um, half back for majority of the game in the last five minutes of every quarter. I was chopping into the midfield. So, um, and then I ended up getting a free kick. Um, and then the siren went. So I was kicking after the siren. And I'm a massive Crow supporter, so you can probably see where I'm going with this. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just channeled my inner Jordan Dawson um, nice. and I uh, had the breeze behind me. I have no goal routine at all. So whatever I just produced obviously worked. Um, and then, yeah, kicked it high through the big sticks and may have had a bit of bend to it, don't know. But um, yeah, it was really good. And all the girls got around me, which was really lovely because they know I don't normally kick many goals. So um, yeah, hopefully starts a trend. And both my goals I've kicked against North, so... Um, must be a. Yeah, thing. Tell the coach what about then? the celebration? Did you, you know, do the oh. the cobra, the nah, fist no pump, double. the pointing <laughs> to the stand? The new, any no. any of the that? Gr the gritty is the new one, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, the gritty. Yeah. <laughs> nah, no double cobras. I'm I'm kind of. I was so nervous. I didn't even think of a celebration. But if I had my time again, I definitely would have um, done a bit of something. But maybe next time. Oh, very good. <laughs> and I, I think the fact that you had no routine, I, I think that might actually be something that a lot of our players or a lot of players playing the game, especially AFL players, mm. that just channel out that crowd and just go for it. But no, it's well done. <laughs> um, 
We obviously played a night game um, on Saturday, and now you go the complete opposite, and we play a game uh, Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Mm. Um, I think you girls have played a few games around that time mm. frame now. Uh, how do you deal with it, and are you a morning person? I am a morning person, surprisingly. I do love a good morning start, so um, I'll be uh, up and about probably by 6 a.m., I reckon. Um, with daylight savings as well, it might help that extra hour. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite odd because you wake up and it's quite brisk and cold and then by the time you run out, you're sweating. So it's a bit of a weird feeling and some girls won't eat breakfast, some girls will, some will carb load really late at night. I don't, you know, girls' routines will obviously have to change a bit. Um, they probably might only get one coffee in compared to maybe the five, I don't know. But um, yeah, we'll adjust, you know, as we always do and... Um, yeah, I think I think the girls as well, um, playing night games are not really used to, especially on a Saturday. So I think we're used to waking up early and getting straight into footy. So it'll probably suit us a bit better. And then we can go and watch the AFLW grand final as well later on in the day. So yeah, we're happy. I think we're happy with that adjustment. Hats off to the sample for doing this. They've moved mm. all the women's games forward to 9am mm. so that the girls and the fans of women's footy can still go to Adelaide Oval and, and cheer on the Crows. Yeah, so sure. well done. To the sample for that. And the Eagles are playing Nord at Montaigne Key Oval this Saturday, 9am. So get down, get up early, get down and support the girls and uh, hopefully you can have another win. Now, before we let you go, um, almost time for you to go and go home and have something to eat. And, uh, the number 14. Yes. Is there a reason you wear the number 14? So I, as I was part of the inaugural team, I got to obviously select my number and I wanted to pick a number after my dad. And I think it was either between eight and maybe five. I can't remember. But I think I ended up landing with eight. And then our Guernseys arrived. And I was probably the smallest person in the team at that stage. I was probably, yeah, I was probably like 10 kilos lighter than I was now. And just wasn't very footy-esque. Um, and then there was another girl in my team who was very footy-esque. And her Guernsey didn't fit her. So I had to swap Guernseys, which meant I had to swap numbers. Um, but that's all right because I've always actually wanted to be 14 because Troy Bolton from High School Musical is number 14 <laughs> and I'm an ex-basketball player so it actually came full circle pretty much. So, no, nah, I, I love the 14 and not many skiffers wear 14 but Joel Selwood does. So, um, that's, I guess. Model. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 14. Well, that's a great little story, pal. Yeah. And maybe we can follow the uh, the path of Joel Selwood and mm. be the, the most capped um, yeah. captain yeah, yeah, in exactly. the sample. Women's there footy. Go. That would be good. It yeah. would be good. Now, unfortunately, you're not playing this week. No. You got a concussion mm. uh, last game. So concussion protocols. Yep. See you on the sidelines. Will you be up in the coach's box with Narelle or will you be down on the ground supporting the girls down there? I don't know what I'll do. I thought I could be water runner, but I don't think I'll be able to move even at a water runner's pace by Friday. Maybe I'll have to check with the doc. Um, but no, I haven't actually had that chat with Narelle. It would be good to sit up in the box. She's obviously come down on the ground a bit coaching from, from the bench. So um, wherever I guess will suit the coaching group and the dynamics of the day. If not, I'll just um, be up in the stands or with the girls or maybe running water. We'll it's, see. It's, um, it's a newly... Newly refurbished coach's box too. Yes. So yeah. It'd be worth getting up there. Yeah, they've, right. they've somehow um, 
got a fridge in there. I think they've got, got a fridge. Yeah, they've got. I a saw. Fr- I saw a fan in yeah, the corner. They've got a fan in the corner. There. I think no air conditioning. Just uh, that was on the cards. But I right. think it's been pushed back for a while. But All yeah, right. they've. It's becoming a bit of a palace in there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the clubs uh, spent a bit of money and and uh, on the coaches' boxes, the coaches' facilities. Hey, Annie, thanks mm. for coming in. Thank you. Uh, you've been an absolute pleasure. Um, to have you in here in the studio. We know it takes a little bit of time to get in in here to Studio Lumo, but we appreciate you coming in. Best of luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. And uh, hopefully it's just the one game with concussion and you're back into it. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Annie Falkenberg, the skipper of the women's team, and it's halftime here. And after the break, we'll have a look at uh, the injury, injury report, thanks to Good Life Health Clubs. And what's going on in the club? And we might have a chat about, uh, unfortunately, last weekend, week's game yes. and what, what good came out of it. And there's plenty of good as well. But uh, we'll be back after the break. This is Eagles Radio. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For enormous homes, build a better life. And My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Eagles Radio, Paul Bonza and Luke Powell with you. And it's another Tuesday night. And thanks to Incredible Smiles, missing teeth or dentures, see Incredible Smiles today. All right, Powley, let's uh, rip the Band-Aid off and uh, talk about the loss to North Adelaide. I want to give some credit to North Adelaide here first. They came out and played some fantastic running footy, didn't they? They did, yeah. And I think it's a credit to their coaching staff. They Obviously, there was a bit of talk around that they might struggle this year and um, drop off a bit. But um, they've still got some quality players through their midfield. And they've they've picked up some likely types uh, to move in and around their forward line. And they, they really showed us the way that uh, needed, needed to be played. It was uh, quick footy. They moved the ball really well. And... Uh, like always in footy, you've got to take your opportunities and every chance they, they had, they, they did that really well and it's a credit to their footy club and, um, yeah, it leaves us with a bit of work to do. Yeah, look, really impressive. They were obviously set for this game. They wanted to make a, a big impression, as you mentioned. There'd, there'd been some talk about they might struggle this year. Um, they did bring in there's a couple of guys. The guy up forward, Lockyer, um, from N- the NT, Looks very exciting. He's got some hops and uh, he, he might take mark of the year <laughs> or if it's not try. already taken. Yeah, well, he, he'll definitely try. I'll no doubt about that. But, yeah, look, it's I, I think it's good. You know, it's good for the competition to to have players like that and uh, for teams to, you know, come out and show their wares. Uh, as, our, as our players have got to understand, I think, you know, winning coming off winning two premierships, every week they come up, uh, it doesn't matter who the opponent is, they're going to be set for our yep. game and... Um, it's about how they adapt and, and it might take a little bit of time, but I think once they realize that it's going to be on every week that they'll bring their, they'll bring their best. Lost the clearances 24 to 32 and lost the inside fifties, 47 to 56. Um, especially early in the game when North jumped us, I thought in the middle just got smashed we, really. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, I think Reddo's probably yeah, lowered his colours. Uh, not often that happens, but um, yeah, he he probably battled uh, more than I've seen him battle for a while. But it, you know, Reddo's the type of player he'll bounce back really quickly with that one. And yeah, it's I think inside fifties might have been quarter time. We they, we might have been um, negative fourteen or something like that. Yep. So it probably shows the dominance they had. Yeah. Um, Jared Redden looks trimmer, looks fitter than what he did last year. Is that just me or is that? No, he does. He's, he's probably uh, been able to do more pre-season than he's ever 
been able to do for the last, well, not ever, but probably for the last three, three or four years. And um, that's probably shown his times over, you know, time trials and all the statistics they use, the uh, strength and conditioning guys use that he, he's done quite well. And um, yeah, just, uh, he just had a game where um, I think Mitch Harvey got the better of him and uh, he'll understand that he, you know, he'll come back stronger and um, yeah, he'll, He'll put that one in the back of his mind, I think, and just, yeah, next time we play, I'm sure there's going to be a fire in his belly. Yeah, it's very rare that yep. he gets beaten, the big man. Daniel Menzel uh, has had, again, a, a good summer. I, I understand the coach put it on, on him a little bit to get himself a little bit fitter, even though he had such a good year last year. Uh, starts round one, six goals. Uh, amazing effort from him. Yeah, he was outstanding because uh, a majority of the uh, time in the game, he was pretty much our only focal point so um, the other guys were struggling a little bit but Dan's been uh, fantastic he's um, yeah, his body's obviously been he's let down for for many years but he's really had a great preseason. he's worked hard on getting his body right and um, doing some alternative training around um, outside of footy and um, he's obviously got to monitor things with his knee it obviously flares up a fair bit there, here and there but um, look I, I don't think you're gonna find anyone mentally stronger than Dan and from what he's gone through and what he's had to deal with um, and to see him reap the reward, rewards in round one, uh, knowing that there's going to be a bit, you know, I'm sure he'll have confidence going going ahead. Yeah, and and I've seen him do the extra work as well. I've been to training a couple of times, walking the dog around the oval yeah, nice. and, and everyone's gone in and Dan's still doing some run-throughs, which is uh, a credit to him. Um, I want to mention Dane McFarlane's game. Yep. I thought he was someone who was injured for a lot of last year. He showed how important he's going to be to the club this year. Yeah, like we spoke earlier about North Adelaide, their run and carry and their willingness to take the game on. And that's what Dane is. And um, we probably need two or three of those guys running around last week. But um, no, he, he's fantastic. He's uh, Look, he's not... He's an interesting player. Like you, you look at him and think he's not super quick, but he's actual... He's, his body... The way he moves his hips and his core is, is outstanding. He can sort of um, turn on a dime. I, I've always said I reckon he'll be, he would be a great wide receiver in the NFL because he'd be a great route runner. But, um, yeah, I think Dane's going to be um, super important for us this year. It's um, that extra bit of drive that we um, that would have – obviously we didn't need it on grand final day, but it's, um, it would have just complemented the group um, immensely. And, yeah, I think he's in for a big year. Kobe Much uh, was impressive again. I'm not sure about his hairstyle, but he's going okay. Kobe, um, I actually saw his first quarter of the trial game against Port and I went, well, there's a McGarry medalist right there. Your thoughts on Kobe? Yeah, I think, look, I had to double take when I seen him out in the field. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> like it's dyed his hair. And, um, oh, look, I think he enjoys it. So, um, but no, but I think as a player, yeah, it's – I. I often have this conversation, and it's a conversation that I had to my uh, that I got um, told to me when I first moved over by uh, another great of the footy club, Stephen Hall. That generally recruits when they come over, it's it takes them six months to twelve months to really settle in. And I think we see in the best of Kobe in in our final series, and when he was really up and going. He was elite last year, definitely. Yep. Yeah. So, and I think that's going to come. Full, uh, a full like a full season now, and uh, as a footy club, it, it's really exciting to see what he can do. Um, 
obviously losing James Cheetus, um, Kobe's going to have to uh, pick up a bit of that slack. And um, yeah, we couldn't be happier that he's a man doing the job. Yeah. Um, Mitch Deval came across from West Adelaide and made a big impression in his first game as well. Yeah, he, he, he is a, a terrific young fella. Um, uh, yeah, just an outstanding citizen. He's probably one of those, they always say that uh, if you had, had a daughter, he'd be the one you'd want him uh, <laughs> uh, to take her home. But um, like Mitch, I think he's going to be a crowd favourite. Um, he'll probably try and take mark of, mark of the year every, every week. Um, but he's courage to go back with the fly to the ball and his willingness to take the game on. It's, um, yeah, I think he's going to be pretty special. He's only, he's only 20, 22. So he, I think he'll get a lot of attention from higher up, but, um, yeah, why we've got him and I hope we've got him for a long time. Um, I think he's going to be a huge asset for our footy club and it was a great debut. Yeah, and he took he took a nice little hanger in front of the uh, on the members' side yep. um, to get him started. So that's the round one hanger. We, <laughs> we reckon they're just going to get better as the yeah, year goes on. I think so. Yeah, uh, fantastic. Well. Good crowd in as well on on Saturday. Yeah, it was. I think it was um, a t- touch over. Uh, I think maybe two thousand to one or something. It's it's hard to know because we've seen it all through um, the AFL in the first three rounds. Like. Um, showdown we only had 39,000 and it's which generally 50 so uh, I think crowds are, are slowly going to get back to where they are but for us to get that round one it's yeah it was it was a fantastic crowd and obviously the weather helps and twilight may have made a difference but um, yeah it's um, a good start for the year. This is Eagles Radio and you can be part of the show you can call in on 1300 736 736 or you can text on 0427 154 166 just like Anthony has uh, just to mention, we spoke about Annie Fultonberg wearing the number 14 as the captain. The inaugural Eagles Premiership captain wore number 14, just saying. Yeah, Peter Schwartz. And there you yeah, go. there you so, go. So, I've got to do a little bit more on my history, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bloke that texts that in, I reckon. No, I think we know Yeah, who we is. know who that is. Yeah. We know which Anthony that is. <laughs> um, and he knows just about everything about everything when it comes to the Eagles. Uh, this is Eagles Radio. All thanks to Incredible Smiles. And to get a more permanent fix or to missing teeth or dentures, just check incrediblesmiles.com.au. All right, after the show, we'll wrap things up and we will go to that uh, good life injury list and just talk about, I guess, what's coming up in the next week or two here on Eagles Radio. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For enormous homes, build a better life. And my money house, get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Welcome back to Eagles Radio. All thanks to Normous Homes, Building a Better Life. Paul Bonza, Luke Powell with you on a Tuesday night. And we're here every Tuesday night for the rest of the season, bringing you Eagles Radio. And now it's time for an injury update. Thanks to our good friends at Good Life Health Clubs. Good Life Health Clubs. Achieve your fitness goals at Good Life Health Clubs. Bit of a list of injured players. Um, one from Saturday. Yeah. Matty Goldsworthy. It's building a little bit, unfortunately. But, yeah, Goldie obviously copped a bit of a head knock. Um, and, unfortunately for him, uh, with the concussion protocols, he'll he'll miss a week. So it's a um, good chance for him to do a bit of run around the track and get a bit of fitness back up. And hopefully, yeah, he'll be he'll be no worries for Good Friday. Jimmy Tumpus, how's he going? Uh, coming along really well. Yeah, he's uh, he keeps telling me he's going to come back early than he's expected. So I wouldn't be surprised um, if he only misses one more and then he's good to go. So. 
Uh, another player, Clay Cameron. He must be getting close too with his ankle. Yeah, he is. I think. I think actually Clay could uh, be a chance this week. He'll definitely train uh, tomorrow's their main session, so he'll train and obviously push his claims, and then it's probably becomes up to the coach whether he puts him straight in or not. But um, look, he. I think he's going to be asset to get that height back again. He'll, he'll yeah. be something we definitely need. Um, it's a big German, uh, Seb <laughs> yeah. Gilhouse. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. he's going to miss a little bit, isn't he? He is, yeah. It's a bit of an ankle or the, the syndesmosis, what they call it, the new rage in uh, yeah, ankle injuries. Ankle, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah look, Seb's uh, it's, uh, it's a bit unfortunate because he was actually doing really well. He had, had a really good pre-season. He performed really well up in Darwin. Um, and, yeah, unfortunately, just... In one of the trials, it's uh, injured his injured his ankle, and hopefully it won't be too long. He he does recover really well, Seb. So I was sort of hoping it's not as bad as what you know what it can be. Some of them can push out to ten weeks, but we're hopeful he'll be a little bit earlier. And new recruit to the club, who a lot of people wouldn't have seen yet, Connor Ballinan. Um, is he close? Is he going to be available this week? Yeah, he should be fine. Like yeah, I think yeah, we've seen probably about. Th- three or four minutes of him in the, yeah. in the uh, first uh, trial against Port, uh, the Port Magpies. But, um, yeah, Connor's been raring to go. And, look, the beauty about him, it was a, a cheekbone injury. So he's he's had a good five or six weeks of just pure running. So fitness is not going to be an issue. It's uh, He'll just be raring to get out into that contest and uh, be a big focal point up for Not going to come out in the big Rocky Roberts Eagles uh, head guard? That <laughs> uh, look, I think it was uh, put to him and uh, got shut down pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to be wearing it. So. Fantastic. That's uh, the injury update, all thanks to Good Life Health Clubs. Good Life Health Clubs, enjoy the convenience of 90 clubs nationwide for just thirteen ninety nine a week. Visit goodlife.com.au. So, uh, look... Uh, a big game Friday night against Norwood. Um, you're looking for the boys to respond? Yeah, I think so. Um, look, we um, Norwood have, I think, got us the last time, uh, last couple of times we played out there on um, Friday night. So um, the boys will be really keen to bounce back. I think they've obviously uh, Jade's put to them on uh, last night during his review of what needs to be done and what his expectations are. And I, I think he probably didn't need to say much. I think the players would have understood straight away when they walked off where they where they faltered and, uh, yeah, they'll be raring to bounce back. But we're coming up against a really good side too in Norwood who, who pushed um, Glenelg really, really well and had it not been for a bit of kick-in um, in, in efficiency, they, they might have done a lot better. Yeah. Um, our next home game is Good Friday, uh, which uh, I'm looking forward to as well. Uh, we take on West Adelaide at 4.10. Now, this will be a genuine twilight game because we're now not in daylight saving time anymore. So the second time. half should be under lights, shouldn't it? It will, yeah, and um, we got a great look at it through the women's game, and I think it, the boys are itching to see what it's like under lights in and a playing uh, playing capacity, and uh, yeah, it's an exciting time for us. We love having a good Friday game, and um, we've played it against Westies, I think, four or five times now, and uh, coming a, a you know a nice little niche market for us, and uh, looking forward to a great game. And hats off to Hoodie and Sean Connors for the new deck bar down the far end where the uh, Woodville Cricket Nets are. Um, you can go down there. There was a good crowd in there as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's actually, we tried to get a fair bit of feedback for the day and it's got a huge, uh, yeah, huge amount of interest in it. And uh, I think we had maybe uh, mid-30s and mm-hmm. we could push that up to probably 70 by um, wow. in a couple of weeks' time. I know um, a couple of my mates have already started uh, 
rustling up a few numbers. Past to get, players yes, day. Yes, to get a <laughs> few things down there. So good viewing and, yeah, great day down yeah, there. Yeah, $85 a person includes all your drink and some cocktail food as well for the whole game. So contact the office on 83472444. And uh, don't forget to, uh, if you're doing that, you might as well sign up for a member if you haven't Definitely. been a member already. Yeah, still plenty of time. All right, this has been Eagles Radio. All thanks to Normous Homes. You're driving, if you're driving home to Enormous Homes, they are celebrating 30 years. Enormous Homes, building a better life. Pally, it's been good. I'm glad good I'm show. back. I got through okay. Uh, COVID-free now. And uh, we'll be back again next Tuesday night with another special guest and more info about the Eagles. Don't forget, listen, every Tuesday night, 5.30, Eagles Radio. Um, got anything left to say? No, just We've got about 30 seconds. Yeah, get our supporters out there on Friday night and hopefully uh, cheer our boys on both the, uh, the yeah, reserves and league. And don't forget Saturday morning to get to the women. This is Eagles Radio. We'll see you next week.